Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations on Instagram and Facebook so you can stay in the know with all the updates happening with the show. Remember, you can find DBE on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else podcasts are available. And to add to that, you can visit dbetravel.com and listen right from there as well. And of course, make sure to tell a friend about the show. Most of us would love to escape on a little island vacation, and the Exumas, a group of islands in the Bahamas, is certainly a tropical destination I'd like to get to one day. My guest today is Laura from the Travel 80 by 80 blog, and today we're talking about what it's like to visit the Exumas. Laura got to visit the Exumas with her family, and she wrote about her experience on her website, travel80by80.com. Listeners, simply scroll down to the show notes where I have her one week in the Exumas Bahamas blog linked. I really enjoyed learning about all the neat things to do around the Exumas, like swimming with pigs. So let's get to the show. Here's my chat with Laura from the Travel 80 by 80 blog. Laura, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic and I'm really excited uh, because today we're going to a place a little tropical so listeners grab some shades and sunscreen um, because we're actually covering the Exumas today which sit just southeast of Nassau. Uh, Laura, can you start things off by describing in a little more detail what exactly the Exumas are? Sure. So I think if you've ever seen pictures of those beautiful white sand beaches and turquoise blue water in the Bahamas, that is the Exumas. So as you mentioned, they are just off the coast of Florida, southeast of Nassau. There's actually 365 keys that make up the Exumas. So a bunch of different islands. And the largest one is called Great Exuma. That's joined by another small one called Little Exuma by a bridge. But I would say that is where most of the vacationers might go to visit. And the capital there is Georgetown. But don't get me wrong, there's plenty of other little islands around that you can visit as well if you want. Now, in terms of like transportation, how how do travelers get to the Exumas? And then once you're there, like how do you get around? Okay, so for us, so since we were coming from the U.S., so most international or all international flights will land at the Exuma International Airport. That's on Great Exuma. And then there are also smaller regional direct flights from Nassau. So depending on where you're coming from, you can go either option. I know we flew from Atlanta. I believe there's direct flights from Miami as well. So international or regional, you can do that. I believe there's also a ferry option from Nassau that you could even take. Or if you are really adventurous, you could probably hire a boat and just sail from the coast of Florida. But that's the main way to get in there. And then once you are on Great Exuma, and that's where I'll probably spend most of my time talking about since that's where we stayed. But I would advise renting a car in case you want to explore different areas. If you stay primarily in the center of the island, which is called Georgetown, you don't really need a car. You might get by with renting one for just a day or two to get you to the northern or southern parts. Um, but to really explore, I would just get one for the week if you, if you want. And then to get to the other keys, you would definitely want to take a boat. They have little you know, ferry shuttle services, or you could hire one for the day as well. 
So you mentioned that you spent most of your time on the Great Exuma Island. So let's kind of dive into that. Um, people who may not be familiar with the Exumas might recognize a couple of uh, luxury resorts because they have uh, Sandals, Emerald Bay, and then they have the Grand Isle Resort. Uh, now, you didn't stay there. You were actually you took up uh, one of the other options in, in terms of uh, an Airbnb, right? But can you talk about the two large resorts that people kind of know the island for? Sure. Yes, you're right. So those are actually the two largest, and there really aren't any others that are in terms of um, that size on the Exuma. So Sandals is an all-inclusive adult-only resort on the northern portion. So if you love all-inclusives, I'd say this would be a good option for you since we're family travelers and I have two kids that didn't work for us because it's adult only. Um, and then the other resort is called the Grand Isle Resort. So this has a variety of different size villas that you can stay in. Um, it's gorgeous. Again, it's also on the Northern part of the island. Uh, we didn't stay here, as you mentioned, but we did eat dinner here one night. So we were able to explore the grounds. And I think if we were to come back in the future, I might definitely consider it. And then if you weren't gonna stay at those two, there's a variety of smaller boutique size hotels and Airbnb that are scattered throughout the island that you could look into as well. Um, how was your Airbnb experience? So I loved ours. So we stayed right a little bit south of Georgetown, which is the, the main hub. And I loved it for the central location because really to get from one part of the, from the top of the island to the bottom of the island, it takes about an hour and a half to drive. There's no stoplights, which is a cool fact. And they also drive on the opposite side of the road road that those of us in America might not be used to. There's also potholes, so you just got to be aware of that, but it's, it's fun to drive, you know, of course. And so we chose to stay more in the central area so we could get around easier and explore. Um, and then, you know, easy access to Georgetown where there's a lot of the restaurants, the grocery stores, especially since we were staying at an Airbnb and then the little um, boat ferry over to one of the local islands. So, Laura, let's kind of dive into some of the popular things for visitors to do. And I want to get into some an experience that is extremely popular for tourists, and that's swimming with the famous pigs. This is something you and your family got to do during your visit. Can you kind of walk us through what that whole experience was like? For sure. Yeah. And I think this is definitely why most people choose to come here. I mean, I know for me, I saw a picture of a swimming pig. I saw it and I thought, okay, I need to go there, which is how we ended up in the Exumas. <laughs> um, okay. So basically you'll have the option to book either a half day or a full day tour. And I would definitely recommend booking the full day tour because there's so much more to experience than just the swimming pigs. And then when you book with the tour operator, definitely make sure they are taking you to Big Major Key as that is actually the pig, the authentic pig island. There's another beach that's closer to Great Exuma that some tour operators will take you to, but it's really not the genuine authentic one. So just make sure Big Major Key is the one that you're being taken to. So most of the tour operators, they'll pick you up from your accommodation. They'll drive to where the boat's gonna take you. Uh, we, our boat, accommodated maybe 20 people. I think there were about 12 of us on the boat for the day. And then, as I mentioned, it was a full day tour. So we had tons of other activities besides just swimming with the pigs. We, you know, started off by cruising by just gorgeous islands that are home to many celebrities that they'll tell you about. You have the option to snorkel in a cave if you choose. You can walk out onto a sandbar in the middle of the ocean, and then you have a chance to swim and interact with other animals as well. But the main reason you're coming is to swim with the pigs. So once you get there, 
you will the the boat operator will kind of stop the boat a little bit off the beach and you want to be ready definitely have your bathing suit on ready to go to jump in the water because you'll see that pig swimming to you it's actually really cool to see this pig swimming in the crystal blue water and you want to jump in right then because that might be your only opportunity to actually swim with them because as soon as that pig hears another boat coming with more tourists they're going to head off to that boat because the boat operators will toss in a little bit of food to attract the pig so that is my tip jump in but it's so fun you can swim they'll swim around you and then you either can climb back up onto the boat or what we did is we just um, swam our way basically waded our way it was really not that deep to the beach and then there are tons of pigs all different shapes and sizes that are just roaming the beach and so that's fun you can just walk around take pictures with them you can wade into the water and they will stand in the water but they're not actually swimming at that portion if that makes sense because it's too shallow uh, but it really is a cool experience to see that pig swimming for you towards you at the first time so i definitely highly recommend it so i mean how does it work do they do they kind of just live there or do they go to a pen for the night do you know how that all works so i know on this island that's just really the pigs um, and I know there's a lot of different stories about how they came to be so I, I wish I could say I know which one is true but if you do your research you can choose whichever one I think the one that the pirates dropped them off is pretty cool <laughs> but you can really choose whatever story you want but I um, I'm not sure if there's a pen I know there was a, a stand there that it looked like there was an area especially for the piglets so I bet they do have a certain area that they can go to. So, I mean, I'm guessing the pigs might have been the coolest animals you guys saw on your visit, but they probably weren't the only ones, right? What other animals did you guys see during your vacation? Yeah, so that's what's really cool, actually, about a trip to the Exumas. So I know everyone comes for the pigs, for sure. But when we did that full day excursion with the pigs, so the first stop we did was we went to the, um, it's called the Exuma Keys Land and Sea Park, where you can actually get off onto an island and kind of like, Pig Island, it's called Iguana Island. And same thing, you'll walk onto the beach and you'll be surrounded by hundreds of iguanas, which was a fun experience. And they didn't like interact, like touch us or anything. They came really close. They walked by and we could sit down and they'd be surrounding us for great photo opportunities. So that was really fun if, if you like iguanas. And then also on the pig excursion tour, you have the option to swim with turtles and nurse sharks if you want. Uh, the turtles, I don't believe there was an extra fee for that. For the nurse sharks, it was a minimal fee if you wanted to swim with them. And then if you love turtles, like I do, there is a really cool beach called Hooper's Bay, which is located near Georgetown. So again, central in um, the island. And if you walk out to the beach, turn to the right, and you'll see these two piers. And between the first and second pier are where these turtles tend to just reside. And we loved it. There was hardly anyone there. Actually, there was no one there that day. And you can just watch the turtles swim and ride the waves. And it was just a fun experience just to see them out in the open like that. But I would say my pigs were the first of my favorite experiences there in terms of animals. And then I'd say my second was interacting with the stingrays. So you can go to this island, which is located just across from Georgetown. It's only, you know, five to 10 minute boat ride. It's called Stocking Island. And some people might attribute it to this restaurant there that's called Chat and Chill. So right there, you can actually go to this conch stand and they are getting rid of the conch guts, which I know sounds kind of gross, but um, 
what you will do is you will take a handful of them, you'll wade into the water and you will cup them into your hand. And then as the stingray floats across you, you'll open up your hand and the stingray will slurp it up. It's it's really cool. And they were calm. There were kids there that were snorkeling around the stingrays, which I thought was a little sketchy, but no one got stung. Everyone seemed to really enjoy it and be respectful, which was great. So that I loved that experience as well, which I thought was really unique. Yeah, a lot of cool um, animal experiences uh, to be found in the Exumas. Now, if listeners, if you're not already there yet, you should scroll down in the show notes and click on the blog um, because, Laura, your blog features really beautiful pictures of beaches. Obviously, we've kind of talked through some, um, but there's places like Tropic of Cancer Beach, Cocoa Plum Beach, and more where visitors can relax and soak up the sun. Can you talk about some of the beaches and just describe you know, how clear the water is and just the overall natural beauty of the islands? Yes, for sure. Okay, that's probably my favorite part. I mean, a lot of people will probably come to the Xuma so they can relax on the beach. And it is exactly how you see in the pictures. I mean, obviously it's better in person, but it is that beautiful turquoise color, crystal clear water. It's just, it's perfection. So I had two favorite beaches. Um, the first one we went to is called Tropic of Cancer. So that's on the Southern part of the island. It's actually located on Little Exuma. And here I felt like the sand was incredibly soft, great place. If you want to play beach games, it's, it's a wider beach and just a perfect place to swim and blow up a raft and float in the water all day if you want to. So I loved, loved that. That was stunning. We actually went there twice. Uh, Then the second beach I loved is called Coco Plum Beach, and that's on the exact opposite side of the island in the north. So if you've ever seen photos of the Exumas, there's a set of swings that are located in the water. It's definitely an Instagrammable place, and this is where those are located. So there's two swings. They're just, you know, just in the very, very shallow part, and it's beautiful just to swing on those enjoy your day doing that and then the other cool thing about coco plum beach is they have this sandbar so if you make sure you go definitely check the tide charts and make sure you go at low tide but if you do you can literally walk out on the sandbar for a mile at least there are actually some people that we saw were walking out to these islands in the distance which is amazing and you could see them in some of my photos i believe but along the sandbar are just tons of sand dollars. So you can look for those as well. It's just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. And I felt like the water there was very calm and very shallow, which was just a beautiful place to explore. And then if you want something maybe a little bit more upbeat, I guess, and more of a beach fun vibe, I would head on over, as I mentioned, to Chat and Chill on Stocking Island. Again, you just take a boat over there. This is where the stingrays are located. So this beach might not be as beautiful as the other two I mentioned, but it has just a fun vibe with music and food, beach games. You know, people will just pull up in their private boats to spend the day there. So just a really fun, cool vibe if you're looking for that. So I'd say those were three places I would definitely recommend. Great. And, you know, you you just brought up food and you got to eat some great food at places like Shirley's, which is one of the most reviewed restaurants, uh, Mom's Bakery, which has these famous rum cakes and some other great stops. Can you walk us through some of your favorite restaurants and, and tell us which what made each place special? Sure. Okay. So, yes. So, Shirley's, that was one that we found too when we were doing our research that it's, you know, the one you must eat at definitely was. We ate there twice. It's it's crowded, so you definitely want to make sure you, you know, keep that in mind when you're going there. But it it's a good 
vibe, even if you have to wait, because you can just get a drink and sit outside and wait. But uh, it's located right in Georgetown. I remember I had the grouper plate, so they have a lot of different plate options. Mine was fan. It was fantastic. And I remember everything that we loved was wonderful with different sides. So definitely that's something to experience. I would 100% go there. Then if you go to Tropic of Cancer Beach, which I mentioned, they have uh, two places that I would recommend. So Santana's is a great place where we had lunch. It's right on the beach, super casual. Um, again, I had a plate, but this time I had a lobster plate. Um, they have conch plates. The kids had cracked chicken. So there's kind of something for everyone. Definitely seafood focused for sure, which in my opinion, if you like seafood, you've got to try it there because it's phenomenal. And then right next door to Santana's is Mom's Bakery, like you mentioned, which yes, for sure, it has the most mouth-watering rum cake and then a bunch of other baked goodies, cookies, you name it. So definitely, definitely check those out. And then, um, as I mentioned, um, Chat and Chill, where you can get those conch guts to give to the stingrays, they have a conch stand um, just located to the left of that. And that place is phenomenal. If you like ceviche, you can get conch ceviche and they have it two different ways where you can just get regular or you can get a tropical style with tropical fruit on it. Both are delicious. Uh, just bring a little bit of patience. So there can be a long line because it's so good. So what I would recommend, put your order in, go grab a drink, just chill on the beach till it's time to eat your food and you'll you'll be so happy once you have. And then if you don't like ceviche, they do at Chat and Chill has other type of foods. They have burgers, they have conch burgers, they have ribs, fries, so you name it. You can get anything you want there. And then the one place I was gonna say, this we didn't actually hear about until it was our last night and it was called Blue. So this was a little bit more fancy if you wanted to go there for dinner, but absolutely phenomenal but what i would recommend if you don't want to go to dinner and sit inside is if you go at lunchtime or maybe late afternoon i believe it closes at four so just make sure you get there before four but they have a deck where you can sit out enjoy the delicious food and then it overlooks the entire bay and the water it's simply gorgeous so i would recommend that and that one's located near georgetown um, but tons and tons of good food options so you can't go wrong once you're there yeah, and I mean, from all the good food to the unique animal experiences to all the beautiful beaches, it sounds to me like you and your family got to really experience a lot during your seven-day getaway. Um, I guess if you had to do it over again, would you do it the same way, or is there anything you'd change or add to your itinerary? To be honest, I really like how we did it. So we actually traveled over the Christmas holiday in December, and so we had our pig excursion booked for a little bit later on in the trip. So what I would recommend is book that in the beginning of your trip, because uh, I know there were some people that it was canceled because the weather wasn't so great. So just make sure if that is the one reason you're coming, you have that booked first because you definitely want to make sure you can get on that. And of course, if the tour operators cancel for weather related issues, then they will reschedule you and put you on a boat for another time. And then now I think other than that, I really loved how we did it. I mean, we had a couple days to just spend at each of the beaches, a day at Stocking Island, and then just exploring around. And then we left our last day to kind of do what we wanted. And that's when we or to redo something. And that's when we chose to go back to Tropic of Cancer Beach just to have a very relaxing day. So yeah, if you look at my blog, I give a itinerary of how we did it and what I would recommend, but you can't go wrong wherever you go. Even if you just want to sit on a beach, 
If you just want to do the pig excursion and that's it, you will absolutely love this vacation. Trust me. It's phenomenal. Awesome. So your one week in the Exuma's Bahamas article is one of many fantastic reads on your Travel 80 by 80 blog. Um, I'd love if you could tell me a little bit more about your website. When did you launch it? What type of travel blogs do you write? And what inspires you to reach your Travel 80 by 80 goal? Sure. So I launched my blog about a year ago, but I have been traveling for quite some time now. So it's a family travel blog, but that doesn't mean you can't read it if you're not a family traveler because, you know, anyone with kids or without kids can travel anywhere in the world. So I write about different destinations all around the globe that I think are great places to explore. Um, I primarily share tips on how to go about traveling internationally for the first time if you're new to international travel and then i also talk about many of the countries that we have visited where we always try to immerse ourselves in local activities and the culture of the country we are visiting so i focus a lot on that because i'm really really passionate about that when we travel um so what inspires me to reach my 80 by 80 goal so yeah so I'm on a mission to reach 80 countries by the time I'm 80. I've been to 61 countries. My kids have been to 48. So it's been been a wild, fun ride. And I think what inspires me to keep reaching for it is I just, I love travel. I'm so passionate about it. I adore it. And to me, experiencing new cultures and meeting new people and just seeing their way of life and getting to show my kids this world is just it's what makes me the happiest and so we're always trying to do a little bit of that each year if we can so in addition to travel 80 by 80 uh people listening to the podcast right now can also connect with you on social media can you tell us where to go to stay up to date with you and your travel adventures Sure. So my handle is at travel 80 by 80. Um, I'm primarily on Instagram, TikTok, and then a little bit on Facebook. So I would say those are the three main places that you can find me. So Laura, I have one last question for you. And I think it's going to be a yes based on your travel 80 by 80 philosophy. Um, But Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. So I want to ask you, would you consider yourself to be a student of travel And if so, can you share a lesson or two that you've learned along the way? Sure, definitely a student for travel. I think anyone that likes to travel is a student because it's all about learning and exploring new destinations and cultures. So for me, that's huge. I think some lessons that I have learned, One thing I think, as I mentioned before, is I'm really about learning new different culture, about different cultures in this world. And it just gives us a whole new appreciation around the world about us, around us. So that is something I feel is really important and something that I love experiencing and learning about on each of my travels. Um, A couple other things, I feel like stepping out of your comfort zone during traveling and trying new things is important. And that just gives you a whole new way to approach life. And then one thing which I feel is hugely evident when I've traveled is the kindness that I've noticed in the world. So we have had so many different examples from different people we have met of just how they, these different people who do not know us, who've gone out of their way to just be kind is so huge. And I wish more people would talk about that. And I, you know, one time when we were in Morocco in this Medina, we were lost. The woman could tell she didn't speak any English we didn't speak her language and she just kind of knew where we were going just directed us we could tell she was going out of her way 
Another time when I was younger and traveling, I didn't have any money to pay for an overnight train ride. And this a Parisian woman just paid for my ticket. So just those little things that sometimes go unnoticed is so wonderful to see that's happening all around the world. So that those are kind of my little lessons. I love that. And I love that you got to share an opportunity of positivity and kindness um, that you've experienced on your travel journey. So uh, Laura, thank you so much for you know joining me today on the podcast. I really enjoyed learning about the Exumas. Thank you. It was so fun to be here. I hope you get to go there soon. A big DBE thank you to Laura for joining the show. Be sure to visit travel80by80.com to find more great family travel blog posts, travel tips, and more. After you've visited travel80by80.com, do me a favor and visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. Remember, no matter where you're listening to DBE, hit that subscribe or follow button. A couple more ways to support the show. You can give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on social media. And of course, recommend this podcast to someone you know who loves learning about travel. In addition to DBE, I'm part of a new show. It's called Destination Dispatch, and it's a live stream I co-host with some colleagues in the travel industry. Each week, we talk to destination specialists to learn more about their destination. The show is live every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch it by following Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Well, that is all I've got. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.